I ain't never been the loudest in the room The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom Don't play yourself, kid, play the system The US government, the largest walking contradiction Listen, if you wanna see impossible, then look at me My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid On the same soil that my grandfathers was walking Know your history Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory a podcast solely focused on amplifying black and indigenous voices. And that's facts. And that's true. And that's facts. Let's go get them. Yo, 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 yo. I feel like you're oh. waiting for, for me to say something. <laughs> like I say the same thing every week. Like, oh, no, it's the best fine. way. <laughs> it also covers up for this like slight technical little snafu that I keep having on my side. Remember how I told you like the, the recording will cut off sometimes. Uh, so it actually yes. helps that you bring us in with your yo, 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 because it gives <laughs> you like the extra 0.5 seconds to hit record again on my side. So, got it, you know, got it. that's true. Cause you do handle the, the handle the, the intro vibe. So you, you get know, pumped up, you know, over here I mean. juggling. We, we, we got a DJ. <laughs> um, I, I tried that one time to sing us in with the intro and, uh, I stumbled up on some of the lyrics. I didn't want to, you know, take that chance again. So. It's always we need to break out complete. the drum. Where's the hand drum? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to go Remix. get one. I, right? Oh yeah, the round dance version. Man, yeah. I was cut up. <laughs> I don't know. Be if a I very long that. round dance song. <laughs> right. To get all you of know, those words in. Those are four push-ups. <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite things, low key, that I'm like halfway ashamed of, yet fully proud of, also, uh, is how the spirit of a round dance song can really take me over uh, to the point where it's like hands on my knees. Uh, <laughs> you seen those videos <laughs> to my round dance songs yeah like because they have like a perfect little like yeah beat you know yeah um where yeah they're just yeah it gets a moment where i'm like oh I, I fall into that groove and then yeah my hands just like slither down my thighs find their way there to my knees go. i'm just like sitting there like bumping um not like a full twerk me up yeah you know just a little <laughs> gotta respect respect the, the ancestors <laughs> a little bit you know and then you know. realize then you bounce yeah, back mean, <laughs> But it's sometimes yes, you respect just catch, the ancestors. Always you catch the vibe. Forever. This is me respect. You got to twerk for the Lord, twerk for the Creator one time. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, my body wasn't made this way twerk to that not thing move for in Creator. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I am honoring the spirits by uh... <laughs> it's the anointing going through your body. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that uh, video on Facebook, and like, it's I don't know if they're like brother or sister or just friends, but like they one guy was doing a round dance song and then the girl starts dancing and she le- starts twerking as she goes. And then the guy turns around. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, oh, oh, she basically just got caught up. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that, that's true. Sometimes uh, you just get into it. Well, yeah. Why? Well, I guess I just found my uh, my PIC, my partner in crime on that one because. Yeah, the the spirit of a round dance round dance song it'll take me away. Uh, yes, it can. Uh, Sometimes it know? puts you in your feels. Which <laughs> Sometimes it makes you angry. <laughs> you know, because yeah, because they're that like they're like drama. they're hood songs. You know, yeah. uh, they're like they're native trap music. Uh, in a sense, because they talk about it. like <laughs> rugged things sometimes. Where I'm do. like, dang, this the you know the chorus on this round dance. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty rugged. I you know, know like. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, it just reminds me of like native trap songs. 
It's that res love. Like that's what comes through those, those round dance songs. Right. One minute they hate you, one minute they love you. <laughs> oh, oh my man. gosh. So good. Well, what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. We're the, talking the intro. About... Getting oh. the, the intro in a round dance. Like, were we talking uh, about anything yet? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh. And then maybe like a maybe season three, we can work on getting the house version of the okay the speak theory. that into existence you know <laughs> season two we're gonna we're gonna remix it into the round dance song season three comes. <laughs> oh my gosh oh too good yeah, i love it we'll have all the evolutions you know like even with the the housewives franchise or anything else like after a few seasons they do switch it up a little bit you know mm-hmm. they switch up their tagline or they switch up their their, their they glam up just a little yeah. bit uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just a little bit. So, uh, Shoot, we're going to be sitting club. here season 12, season 15, <laughs> season 20. We're going to be sitting here till we're 60 and 70, 80 years old. We're like, what are they talking about anymore? Oh my gosh, still trying to figure out how to share screen correctly. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, I barely well, I know anything a... now, let alone 50 years from now. <laughs> Right. And it's only going to get, well, I mean, it's going to get worse, I age. think, for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the, the technology is only going to get better, right? It's, it's only going to get more with. advanced. Yes. Uh, I've had to accept the fact that I didn't get on the, the TikTok wave uh, because basically things are only going to evolve from now what's oh. created with TikTok, you know? Yes. Uh, and so, like, all the like edits and whatever else, you know, just even the ways of like the way it scrolls, the way that Instagram has changed their reels to match TikTok just a little bit more. It's mm-hmm. showing the old man in me because like I go to silence my video, which usually you just had to like press the, press I know. the screen to silence it. And they now threw to pull me it up. Curve. Yeah. You know? The whole thing comes up and then you're tapping it and then it's fast forwarding, then it's rewinding Thank and it you. goes to the next video. And I'm like, just shut up. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, I just, I just want the sound to go away. That's all just I want. Right? In this yeah. I, I caught myself doing this last week and I'm like, Michaela, you are not 60 years old. Figure it out. Like, <laughs> right. Which they're trapping us though. That's the problem because, yeah. you know, it used to be that simple. They know our physical action. We know, they know that mm-hmm. we, we know to hit the screen to like silence it real quick. That's what we're used to. Right. Now, yeah. Now you have to like be a sharpshooter. You have to get the exact right corner at the yep. right angle on the pad of your finger in order to silence it in time. Otherwise it pulls in the full screen and then you have to like halfway scroll to like, you know, it's a trap. Mm-hmm. It is uh, a trap. And uh, yeah. So then, then I notice I'm like, oh, well, this is like the full like uh TikTok experience, you know, like the full screen experience that's mm-hmm. different from IG. Uh, so it's like, man, everything from this point is going to be like the TikTok basis plus whatever else you oh know? yeah uh, sure <laughs> yeah i'm just like uh i guess i'm behind on this one i'm just gonna have to let it go yeah um, it's a lot <laughs> you're not the only one out here struggling <laughs> right? uh, i'm like as long as i could be mid-pack i guess i'll be all right yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, again, want to compliment you on this amazingly, uh, beautifully beaded canvas piece that you have hanging behind you, uh, a piece that you posted on your IG recently, the details. (laughs) I was like, dang, really zooming in, just like getting into all your work. It's so beautiful. Thank you. I know I made that specifically for 
to have ready by for Santa Fe and how I posted it. I, cause I always wipe out like the background. I don't edit the, like the beading necessarily. I just wipe out the background. And so when I posted it, it didn't really look real. I don't think, I don't think people really took to it. And so I was like, you know what? I found this old video of me like panning it. And I'm like, I'm going to post this. And then I think I, the respect I wanted then once it was done was what I got now. And it felt really good. Cause I was <laughs> like, maybe I shouldn't have to make everything look so perfect per se. And it's just raw up close and personal. And I'm like, I need to do this more often. So that's why I needed the post. And it really mm. allows people to really appreciate because you do this all the time. So you're the teacher. <laughs> I don't I, I don't be spending time. I'm like, you get the raw unedited. <laughs> this is but just, people see it. What's in my get, camera roll? Take it. They understand <laughs> it. They get to understand the pro not the process. Well, the process too, but like just yeah. seeing the work finished in there. And you know, it puts like a physical aspect to it to where as if you are sitting in front of it and sometimes pictures really don't do beadwork justice at all no matter how you do it no matter what you video no matter no matter what you do to capture it it's not the same as in person but the next best thing is obviously videos so when I take pictures it's like man if only you could see it in person because you really can't see all the nooks and crannies and stuff like that so I had to do that do that one time for the one time so hopefully yeah. I remember to do that you <laughs> do know that gotta let the kids know like you I posted know, that one here. for me because I'm like <laughs> I I see its beauty <laughs> I love I posted that one for me <laughs> mama needs it I know seriously it's like, you know what I really like this piece so I'm gonna put it up <laughs> oh, a double tap oh well it is gorgeous uh and if you haven't checked it out it's a fully beaded uh piece uh go to beadwork by michaela that's beadwork by m-i-k wow kellen wow you don't even know how to spell my name (laughs) i was gonna do the whole beadwork and i was like no it's a lot um yeah on instagram you can also find the backslash (laughs) <laughs> on you Facebook know you know what? I'll even put the tag on this here episode so if you're if you <laughs> just look in the show notes all you have to do is click on the link it'll take you exactly to her page uh hopefully it'll still be up you know this might be exclusive now so you better hop on it here and now uh, to check out this piece in the up close raw and personal form that we just discussed thank you thank you for that you you recovered yourself <laughs> You know what's funny? Family doesn't even know how to spell my name, so it's okay. I won't, I won't hold that against you. You know what it is? It's that the I and the L are right next to each other, and so sometimes in my head, I want to put the I after the L, yet I know that it goes before the L. Everyone um, gets confused after K. Like, I realize that's when people just give up. they just just over it. They'd be like, M-I-K-A-I-H-L-I-K-A, like, bro. Does that even sound correct? <laughs> Pronounce that for me. Read that back to you. Right. And like I said before, like what's worse is they literally have to type in my name because my name is in my website. So it's like, hello at beadworkbymikayla.com. So they yes. type every single letter out. And then once they get to the greeting on the email, it's M-I-K-H-A-I-L-I. Like, bro, you just you just spelt my name two, two seconds ago. What happened? Like, you know what I mean? It's so disrespectful when I open it and I'm like, you don't you don't even have the common courtesy or common sense to spell my name correctly yet. You want something from me? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? 
<laughs> Let me just make sure my ducks are in a row before I make this request. Exactly. It's just like, hello. So no, I correct them every time. Oh. Like you realize you literally just spelt it, but it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> it's not that complicated. Uh I love it. I love it. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so y'all, y'all uh, go out and practice it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if anything, again, be sure to hop into the artwork because it is iconic for sure. Uh, and you even threw like these dope studs around the frame, which I'm like, okay, then excuse me. To. One time for the brass, you know, but pff, talk blue. about, talk about adding accessories. You are royalty <laughs> at adding accessories. <laughs> I don't even want to speak on it because I feel like any type of description that I give does not do your work justice by the amount of accessories and add-ons that you do. You do like that literally that makes your pieces iconic, like alone, like everything oh, that you put into your piece that is not average. Like mine is as basic as it gets <laughs> Mine, in terms of my materials. It's like, okay, Ooh. the design. You know, you'll be saved by your design. Let's see what you got. But like, mine's just straight seed opaque. Please, <laughs> if that's even how you pronounce it. You, yeah. you are, you're popping all over the page. So that's what makes yours stand out. So you know, oh, I had to you. throw in a little study stud to make yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> make it you a know little. What? It's the extra. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's those small details. I'll uh, get there. I'll get yeah, for sure. You're you're there. <laughs> you know, you're starting your journey. You know, I'm I just, am. <laughs> I am just a little bit, uh, a little bit more uh, into my, the wildness of my journey. Yeah, I, I love add-on. You know, I'm always like, okay, this will be good, and then let's add ten more things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, oh, I'm gonna make this one nice and subtle, and then I'm like, uh, <laughs> add another six things. Uh, yeah, yeah, I need to get some of that energy. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, it's it's definitely fun. I mean, I saw it there in the studs. You you have it in, ooh, I see it in your hats uh, because a lot of people do beaded brims, uh, which, you know, again, another thing you execute super well. Uh, and now you've been doing your shell disc and brass uh, hat bands on top of it with your hats, you know? So that's another add-on where I was yeah. like, oh, my bad. I hadn't seen that before. Uh, yeah. So. Well, I try to incorporate a little bit of us, you know, a little Nimi Poo flavor in there. Come you know on. what I mean? So for those of you that don't know why I add shells and discs are shell discs or wampum, as we call them, um, were used as monetary value back in, I think, about the late 1700s and early 1800s. Um, and you can see it on a lot of our prominent leaders, such as Chief Joe. And um, so it was worn in term of like, um, I guess more of a regal look, you know, you was popping <laughs> if you had on shell this or wampum back then. Um, and then with the brass, it's uh, when we traded with um, those traveling through, we always kind of, we wanted the brass. We wanted the brass pieces. If they had buttons or, you know, any type of anything that had brass in it, we were likely to trade for their brass, no matter what it was. Um, so I like to add in that the, the wampum or the shell disc, because, you know, back then our people was popping when we wore it. So I put it in our piece now so you could pop too. And then same Come with on. the brass is that was something that was highly wanted. And, um, and it was, it was, it was it kind of had somewhat of the same value as the, the, the wampum. So um, it's kind of a sign of prestige for me 
in a sense, you know, by basing it off of traditional value tradition not values but um things that we thought were interesting so that was a quick rundown as to why i always kind of put those in my pieces it's a little little piece of history (laughs) yes run it back then i love it uh that's beautiful uh because yeah even uh uh so uh, i i'll talk to one of my uncles and he has like a whole like archive of just pieces and some of those old necklaces he'll bust out like those old old shell necklaces they're just mm-hmm. like hefty in weight and you just look yes. at them and they look expensive they you know it's like oh yeah um, well, people don't really make them anymore you know yeah. there's that's why they're so valuable and I met one guy I was off for a conference when I worked cultural resources with the tribe, which I've loved actually doing because of all of the knowledge that I received by working um, in the cultural resources department. I was geared toward Hanford. So I was in the Hanford cultural resources. Um, And so when I went to a conference, there was this guy set up with a booth. He was in, where do we go? It was past Hanford. I can't think of the tribe. It's sitting on the tip of my tongue. Um, but they're not a federally recognized tribe. I'm going to have to get, get, get back to that. Cause they're right there. They're basically one of us. <laughs> so um, anyway, there's a guy that was set up there on their, you know, on their land. And he, he was selling the, the wampum necklaces and he literally went and like dug them up and cut them up and put them on necklaces. So I'm like, wow. I'm like, it's really rare for people to still make, make these, um, at least in my area that I know of. So, um, that was really cool, but that's why they're so kind of, you know, precious in a sense, cause they're, they're handmade. Well, the real ones back then, especially. So when you get old necklaces like that or gifted an old necklace, like that's a big deal. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. 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 One of them. Yes. <laughs> I just realized what it was. <laughs> oh. um, I so my my Google search is literally Plateau Tribe near Hanford, not recognized, and then the third thing down is Wanapum Tribe. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, it was crazy going over there because they literally have like a village, like you cross this this bridge. And then it literally looks like a village too, but it's obviously wow. homes, but um, it's super pretty. Like their scenery, scenery is super pretty. Like they have a river, like literally, I think I want to say they're right next to a river, not positive. Don't quote me on that, but they are right under like a hill, like a, like if you just look over, there is a gorgeous, like just mountain. <laughs> like, <laughs> And so um, definitely a beautiful, beautiful little place. It was interesting going there for sure. They have a rich history that they aren't, that isn't necessarily projected as many other tribes, but still it was a really dope place to to visit. But anyway. Yeah. People are probably tired of us talking. When are you going to stop talking about (laughs) Well, then, yeah, for, for, I guess, an educational moment for all of us, uh, Wampum Tribe, literally just coming off of Wikipedia real quick, um, rivers rivers you're talking about uh, formerly lived along the Columbia River, from above mm-hmm. Priest Rapids down to the mouth of the Snake River, um, what is now present-day Washington. And it says that they are enrolled in the federally recognized Confederated Tribes and Bands of the Yakima Nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, all of everything that you said, um, all all right here. And for all of us all now to know. Did I just get fact-checked? Uh, 
<laughs> no, not at <laughs> just all. Kidding. I'm just kidding. Supported. You got you got fact supported. Uh, well, I guess if you can call Wikipedia a fact and or support <laughs> um, and plot twist, um, actual plot twist. Uh, we're gonna say hello to a special friend. Uh oh. Uh, this is a surprise. <laughs> this guys. is a surprise. Our first time on Quantum Theory. And uh, yeah, let's uh, see what happens here. I'm going to press OK. Uh, I see a dope little, uh, what do you call that? A headshot? I do. Headshot, headshot. I need to get one of those so people don't have to look at this every time. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Speaking of headshot, gorgeous. Hey. Hi, beautifuls. No, you might. <laughs> Guys, I just got off of this like speed kind of meet with all of these um, executives and producers on Zoom. And it's kind of like a speed dating. And in the vein of speed dating, I have a giant zit on my face while I'm meeting business executives just with this (laughs) extra friend who wants to say hello to Netflix. (laughs) <laughs> look, they're going for season two. They said, look, I'm going to plant seed right now. You know, I'm going to grow out by season two. I'll be no. ready. I'll be my own entity. No, it's like it's own spin-off show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, that's how we got to know uh, uh, Tiffany Pollard, uh, the, the well-known New York. You know, she, she had to earn her way through Flavor of Love. Uh, and then she, yeah, you know, I was then like, who? Then you said New York. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the iconic. Honestly, uh, sometimes when people, I'm so, I grew up in the Hamptons and sometimes I'm so bad at black stuff that I'm just like, yeah, I know this <laughs> specific experience. I can attest. I, I didn't go to private school. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, you're in the right place uh, because oftentimes Michaela's Martin references will go over my head. <laughs> sometimes, like, my deep, like, I don't know, like, Whoopi filmography references will go over her head. Like. I also love that you have a deep Whoopi filmography. There's a whole Rolodex of Whoopi films. You're like the page master was one of her greatest. Gosh, we have like three episodes now talking about Whoopi at least. <laughs> she yeah. comes, she floats in from the time. Penny, Penny I think her name has made an appearance in about 40% of our episodes now probably, at this point. Probably. I'm just saying it it's now has to be a running thing. Like in comedy, the third time establishes the trend and bada bing, here I am, trend established. I just think it's Home odd. serious. I'm just saying. Oh my gosh. Well, um, here we are. Uh, <laughs> and I, uh, I guess yeah, by by hopping into this Zoom. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't introduce myself or anything. Well, I'm no. just like, so. <laughs> yes. No, this is perfect. No, I'm saying this is like, this is a quantum theory first for us. Uh, having uh, a surprise guest. And it's absolutely <laughs> yes. beautiful. And um, and for uh, for the two of you, just real quick here of, on us, Michaela, Andrina, Andrina, Hello. Michaela, Hi, um, absolutely yeah. amazing people. Um, and you know what I did think about Michaela is the fact that we are this is our twenty third episode that we're working on, and beep, we always beep, just beep. hop in and we start talking. Yes, come on, celebrate, <laughs> uh, Jordan. This right? is our Jordan episode, <laughs> <laughs> right? We always hop in, um, and we haven't introduced ourselves because, like, what if people hopped in at like episode fifteen or episode eighteen? Um, mm-hmm. So just like a quick hello to each and every person who's hopping in. Uh, the voice you're hearing right now is Kellen. Uh, I am Black and Nimipu coming from the Nespers people. I live in the area of the Spokane people right now. Uh, and I'm in my mid-30s. I am an artist. 
and loving sharing my stories here on Quantum Theory. How about you, Meeks? Where are you at? Just kidding. I'm not going to go through all that. But um, this is Michaela Thompson. Um, I don't know. I feel like we're so far. I got to think back about what I said when I was when I was I tolerable think back to on the, the first episode. story of my biography. <laughs> yes, of when I was Michaela pleasant. <laughs> when I was just a newbie. And now I'm just like, like after back ball, in 2007. I'm like, when was the last time we've been pleasant? I can't remember this. I'm so sorry. It's not my turn to speak. That's okay. I just had so Please, much coffee. Take it off my 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 lap. But yes, my name is Michaela. I am um black and Mipu, and i have been lived close to coast i've engaged in both cultures both races and i'm here to express my experiences with um my new best friend kellen and yeah here i am <laughs> like what is that supposed to be there was no teeth in that so smile good. oh my gosh oh my cheeks are so rosy right now if only the world could see the rosiest. look at those cheekbones popping out you know the I think natural it's highlight turn. <laughs> she's ready yeah. now giving the floor to, to our guest um special guest please do take a moment uh and introduce yourself to the world here on quantum theory <laughs> Hey, wouldn't it Louisa Wonk, Andrina, Smith? Hey, um, I am a member of the Shinnecock Nation. And if you see me, you're like, but that bitch looks black. Ah, and I've decided that I'm not going to, well, I'm blah, blah. I don't give a shit. I'm here for the Shinnecock Nation. They have Issa Rae. There are tons of Black people who are able to do amazing things with narratives. The Shinnecock only has a handful, and that's what I've committed to. But, like, oh, I'm God. also Black. Like, I'm not, like, not saying I'm Black. I'm not, like, right, you know. But um, my journey is about propelling my Shinnecock narrative. And for me, I feel like mixed-blood natives of other heritages get to be like, oh, I'm cha-cha. I'm like, but you're also 95% Dutch, so... <laughs> Can we talk about that? We're not going to talk about that? Okay, cool. Um, one of my people from my fellowship is calling me right now, and he's a delight and a treasure, but you guys are super important, and I'm not answering, and he's very attractive, so I just need you guys to oh. know that I'm choosing you over the hot native because you guys are the hotter natives. That's not true. You're all equally hot because he's really nah. sexy. Come on. Um, well, yeah, I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. I just I, have I, this. I, I'm sorry. Well, you do. No, you go. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just had this experience that made me so angry. Um, and I am encountering I, some anti-Blackness. And it's one of those things where I just, you know, like, want to channel my inner Beyonce and just always stay gracious. Best revenge is your paper. And I keep reminding myself of that. But sometimes the best revenge is to be real petty for a second because it's real satisfying. But I'm trying to be a bigger person in my old age. Um, so, yeah, it was just it's an experience where someone is just routinely trying to stomp out my shine. And I'm like, bitch, mm. I'm the sun. What are you doing? That doesn't go that way um but yeah um other than my venting that is <laughs> listeners are like well this is a real interesting episode um <laughs> I, I met yeah never a dull moment when andrina jumps on board um i met kellen through a previous 
um, a piece that we all did with some really talented Native artists. Um, and now I just ogle his Instagram page uh, with envy, wondering why I don't own any Kellen pieces. Like, uh-oh, it's just me getting salty. Like, I'm like, I just saw you make six earrings. Why are none of them in my ears, Kellen? Like, you just teasing me, taking me through the musical adventure that does not end with me having new earrings. She's saying what everyone is thinking. You know that, right? And even family, family will approach. So, Michaela, how much? How much? I'm. I'll pay you you know that was that's the sign yeah, <laughs> yeah. give yeah, me some work right now <laughs> like, and it's like i'm really happy that there is this movement where indigenous beadwork artists are getting so many things sold and blah 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 and it's great but now y'all cramping in on my jewelry and my beadwork. <laughs> like i can't go to my demand. people people are like oh can you post this person from-? no no because you're gonna take those long drop earrings that i want <laughs> yeah, yeah no, the, the, the demand has definitely grown. Well, I mean, even just the internet itself, it's, it's the established season. the connection, you know, so people are able to grab that stuff quick. Uh, so the the supply, you know, it's, it's not quite uh, at the same level, uh, which is dope, you know, uh, you know, we have our corner in some kind of little market. Um, I'm However, just, I'm just thank you for sharing that, Nate. I'm all thank you for, <laughs> for ogling and ogling and, and wanting the girl. Like, if your shit was ugly, I wouldn't care, but it's not. It's amazing. <laughs> like, I'm not saying this to be nice. Again, I want the jewelry on my ears. Um, speaking of this amazing medallion that you have right here, just like oh, front yeah. and center, I'm where does this peek. come from? Seriously, this medallion it's gorgeous. That shows me that I loved, or oh my gosh, are those size 24s? I think they are. Yeah. Um, yeah my um aunt nancy she's a member of the narragansett nation and uh has some of the smallest beadwork in the world she does frequently does works in size 24s and not just does work but like does like amazing work hold on one second i'm going to show you guys another one I was literally like size 24. Does that exist? I thought she was joking. And I was yeah, no, no, no. I don't like, go past 13 well, personally. Yeah, no, I well, look at all the detail in that. that I know. That thing's only like yeah. five inches across, and there's so much detail in it. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's why I wanted wild. to take. It's amazing. And it's one of those things, too. I'm at an event. Um, I'm at an event in an undisclosed state. I won't, you know, reveal <laughs> in case any of the listeners. And it was so funny because at this event, you know, as a black presenting native, you know, other natives be getting kind of bougie sometimes. And like you walk into spaces and they are, uh, can be dicks. And there are two things that happen though in indigenous communities, you have colorism hierarchies, but then you also have like ceremonial and traditional hierarchies. And I came into a party last night with this bad boy on and 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 no one has work like this. And people were asking me like, oh, well, where are you? How can I get one like that? And I'm like, mm, you can't, sorry. And being able to enter spaces with pieces that my aunt crafted for me so that I know that I'm loved and know that creator has a journey for me is something that I am so very grateful for um, because I was like, I'm sorry, what? I can't hear you over my wolf howl. Yeah, <laughs> um, can you describe that piece oh, for beautiful. the people? Um, oh, because I can't, can't see it. 
I'm so sorry, That's everyone. That's gorgeous. That's absolutely it. gorgeous. I literally just modeled it like you can see it. So oh, I'm we, we got the viewing pleasure. You know, that, that's the extra perk. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, totally. Um, so this is a wolf medallion that um, my aunt made. These are like size 10 beads. Um, and they also have wampum like for the ears and then wampum for the snout. Um when I told her I was going to wear gold with this, she was like, oh, well then I'll just make it gold eyes. And so she did that. And then um, the necklace is wampum, copper and amethyst. And I feel like a real bad bitch walking into a room with this. Um, How could you not? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. gorgeous. And, All that and, purple is just, it's divine, truly. It's so grounding. It's the connection for me. Like she specifically made that for you with every detail. That's the beautiful part. And that's why it's so important to hold on to your beadwork when it's given to you. So when I see it in pawn shops, I'm so irritated. Like that makes mm-hmm. me so upset because it's of like course. someone literally took their, took so much time out of their life by saying I love you through this piece, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's why beadwork is beautiful. And that is very, that's a, the, both of those pieces are very, 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 very beautiful. Thank you. You know, so there's much. definitely a lot of time put into that. And then, you know, of course it's your family too. So and gorgeous. I'm still trying to like, look at it and see the detail. <laughs> yeah, it's one of these things. Sorry, that guy's actually coming off. I gotta glue that part. Um, it's one of those things that, um, you forget every piece of the bead or every single bead is touched by this person's needle Mm. and is Mm -hmm. touched by their intentions. And the beadwork that you wear is just a symbol of that love that someone had. And my aunt made this specifically for me so that she knows when I navigate this world, as hard as it is, having this this skin color in Indian country, um, she let me know that my light radiates, radi- radiates, just radiates. <laughs> you know, um, my light we got it. Conjunction. <laughs> we're picking Shortcuts. it up. And <laughs> yeah, we're right there. Love, you know, kicking it off, making it happen. That's um, beautiful. So yeah, no, it's really great, and it just helps me stunt on the maters. Come on. So you mentioned uh, two breakdowns in uh like the energy that you get you mentioned uh the colorism breakdown especially um you know just being in majority majority native spaces however you did mention a, a ceremonial hierarchy breakdown which isn't oh. something that we've really discussed we've we've oh, yeah. definitely talked about like the the physical part uh throughout many of our episodes yet um can you dive in a little bit deeper yeah, about totally. what you mean with that because that one i was like ooh, right yeah i mean it's one of those things um that when you are con- when you have the privilege of being connected to your culture because it is a privilege that i recognize that not everyone gets to have um there are elements of ceremony elements of tradition elements of uh tribal practices that are inlaid in your everyday um i was always taught that uh for natives every part of our life is art. You know, there's no separation of like, this is art and this is everything else. Art is just the lens with which we exist to the world. Um, And that is coming from a very artistic um, mentor. Um, But I was able to learn traditions. I was able to learn ceremony. I was able, um, working on my language, but I, 
have an exposure to elements of tradition that some light-skinned dudes who might be perceived as more native do not have. Just because your hair go down to your butt crack doesn't mean you've participated in ceremony. It doesn't mean you know the practices of your people. It doesn't mean that you know how to carry this with grace. It means that you look storybook and so it's easier for people to digest you. But that doesn't mean that you know what it means to walk the red road. but it's a lot easier for people to put light skin natives in that category because of white supremacy. Um, But um, for me, I can walk in a space knowing that I know my traditions and you can't take that away from me. You can Mm -hmm. flick your hair while you want to. You can't, you can't stop my shine. Um, (laughs) And I'm not trying to say that um in an antagonistic way i'm trying to say that because i know what it's like to have those forces try and belittle you um and so when you know your tradition and you know your ceremony there's no motherfuckers gonna make me feel small because i'm not trying to gain the attention of other tribes i'm not trying to gain validation from any tribe i don't give a fuck if you think i'm native or not because i'm not here for you my journey is not here for you I'm here to help invigorate my tribe and here to make sure that the next generation of my tribe has a torch to carry because sometimes it's not even about getting to the seventh generation. It's just about getting to the next generation. How can we focus on seven generations down the line when we're dropping the ball right now? Um, So I just feel very grateful to have ceremony in my life in that way and when people try and make me feel insecure about being a darkie and you know I have the ability to drop traditional knowledge that maybe they don't have exposure to and might make them think twice about being like oh we thought she was a negro you know because everyone talks in old timey 1920s voice (laughs) (laughs) Must be an East Coast thing. No play. Definitely. No, it definitely is. Because when I, it's very funny that you say that because I have found that the way we sit in our sound and the intonations that we carry um, are sometimes so rigidly defined. What happens if I choose to step outside of your predefined narrative for me? Like what happens if I if I start talking like Jeremy Isles? What happens if I do what the fuck happens? Why not? You know? Um, and I think finding fluctuation in our voice and finding fluctuation in our sound allows us to hit different notes of our personality and rid ourselves of different traumas that we sometimes don't realize our vibrational patterns cause us to hold. Yes. Yeah. All of that. Come on. This is like a good summary of so many of our, our conversations. You know, we talked about sounds and vibrations before uh, and uh, even the art found in language itself. Michaela brought that up about the creativity and just uh, the music that is found in many of our indigenous languages that isn't necessarily present in English or the worldview that we have via English itself. Mm-hmm. Uh 
So that's that's also beautiful. The other thing that really interests me and that I wonder for people, you mentioned, um, you know, your people, the people that you're repping, uh, Shinnecock, uh, do you, can you give us uh, like a, a quick for anyone who's never heard of like your people, your history, your even like where to locate um, totally. where you're coming from? Like, uh, do you mind throwing that out there for our listeners, please? Not at all. Um, so uh, the Shinnecock Nation is located in the heart of the Hamptons um, or the ha- the Hamptons landed on the Shinnecock Nation. Um, yeah. We were colonized in 1640 and by 1641, they were already making laws where we could and could not tread. So while there are natives whose ancestors did not encounter colonizers until the 1890s, it's because my ancestors were holding them off for you, you're welcome. Um, and so the Shinnecock Nation has um, is on Long Island and is one of the um, one of the handful of tribes that still remain. There's the Prispatuck Nation, um, which is a state recognized tribe, um, the Montaukett Nation, which is not either, but you know, on their journeys. Um, originally, Long Island had 13 tribes. I use parentheses uh, apostrophes because. Um, that was something that was projected on us by white supremacy and the British because they wanted to know whose land they could take. Um, In the 1700s, there was a thousand year lease that was made between the Shinnecock Nation and the town of Southampton for the territory that we had. And in the 1850s, they wanted to build a railroad and decided that we could not use that territory anymore. And they wanted to uh, uh, us to sell it back to them. And we're like, no. And so what they did was they went to the tombstones of our of our dead and signed their name, sent it to Congress. Now, um, not, not to Congress, to New York State. There was a law that passed that only uh, Congress could transfer uh, transfer land, not the state, and they didn't care. They still did it anyway. So we went to court to them all throughout the 1900s, and court is expensive, and racism is still a systemic sport where they really prevented us from being able to do anything. And in 2005, a judge was like, yeah, y'all are right. We did take your land, but you know, now we have people living there. So say, Lavi, you waited too long. And so it's been this constant example of people coming to our territory and telling us what we can and cannot do with it. And I feel so privileged to be a part of this next generation of Shinnecock warriors who are just doing incredible things to both preserve our culture, our land, and um, our name in a way that just makes me really proud. Um, As I'll try, sometimes it's a two step forward, five step back, four steps forward, six steps back, 10 steps forward, yay! Um, But it's about constantly moving uh, with intention. Um, And I um, am just so privileged to have the uh, mission of helping to bring the Shinnecock experience to people, but not in a way that's like, I'm Andrina, look at me, I'm Native American, give me a fellowship. (laughs) You know, It's, it's really about how can I promote the words 
and thoughts and beliefs of my people um, in an honest way, you know, and be humble and recognize that I don't know everything. I'm not supposed to know everything. That's what a tribe is for. So that you have people that you can lean on, that you have people who don't have to hold the whole bag themselves. Unfortunately, that's not always the case, but it's something that um, I try and move through the world intentionally with and a number of my fellow tribal members as well. And just some incredible people I've met through Indian country in addition. Um, and so, yeah, that's my tribe in the nutshell. We are located on the east end of Long Island, like I said, in Southampton, and just come in a multicultural Crayola pack of colors. Um, and that's something that you don't see frequently because um, who gets to be in the front um, has also been dictated by white supremacy. And fuck that. Done with that. Yeah. <laughs> I love yes. that whole breakdown. You took us all the way back and then to present. So that was very explanatory. And I'm glad we have, I was glad you were able to do that because I myself didn't know much about your tribe, but I've definitely heard of Shinnecock Nation. And so um, I definitely had that curiosity. So I'm glad you were able to give us that breakdown. Yay, nerd friends, nerd right. friends. <laughs> well, for sure. Uh, well, because beyond our 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 shared experience of all being Black Native, uh, that's one of the main things that really kicked off this uh, podcast itself is the fact that both Michaela and I could share our different stories, our different perspectives, and yet understand one another without having gone through the specific experience because so much of it has a uniting factor, right? So we have that just in this shared unity between the three of us. Um, and so what's additionally really cool now is also kind of this transcontinental kind of connection, because you did mention um, Western tribes. And for us, the Nimipu, the people, the, the Nez Perce people, uh, again, for people who don't know, if you take modern day Washington, Oregon, and Idaho, and you draw a large circle around where those three states intersect, those are the natural territories of our people extending down into mid-southern Idaho and extending east over into Montana. Uh, you know, so it's a large area. Uh, and um, as Andrina just mentioned, for us, uh, we had uh, 1600s fur traders and different um uh, European, French, Spanish, uh, people who came through with the trade routes. However, it wasn't until the 1830s that we really got our big influx of, of colonizers, uh, colonists. And uh, as she mentioned, in the 1850s, that's when our first treaty happened in 1855, um, when Isaac Stevens, the superintendent of the Washington Territory, uh, was in cahoots, basically, with the U.S. president at the time, where they were uh, enacting the Allotment Act, which was coming out of Kansas. It's where you find a lot of Black Indian history. Um, so, yeah, and it's moving the railroad from uh, basically the other side of the Mississippi over to the coast. Uh, and so, uh, you know, that there was a huge expansion uh, plan where Isaac Stevens was uh, named not only the person in charge of all of the Indians in the Washington area, he was also in charge of building the railroad through another private contract. So it was like in his best interest to move people out of the way in order for his other venture to succeed. Um, and in the exact same fashion, as you mentioned, how um, 
these pathways one took precedence in our in our in our areas um, where you know they were given the right of way in our own lands uh, and beyond that we were denied uh, anything from it or uh, around it so uh, I, that just, that just kind of plays when you mentioned all that, uh, that was, you know, that's our history on the, on the Nest Purse side, you know, it wasn't until like the 1830s where we first started seeing it. And the major influx after the 1850s, um, where you've already, as you described, been like through two centuries of direct contact from their motherland, uh, from that, that <laughs> foggy, uh, plays across the pond, uh, yeah. as they call it. I've been uh, like, go, <laughs> Megan Markle, go! Bring it down! Bring it all down! <laughs> uh, which is actually super interesting, too, because thinking about it, Divine Alignment, this episode will come out next Thursday, uh, which here in America uh, is touted to be uh, what is called Thanksgiving Day. Um, <sighs> big sigh. <laughs> big, deep sigh, right? big uh, sigh and so we usually I mean, have a sigh you know each show somewhere. we have our numbers of sighs but that's the biggest sigh that i'm right. going to give for this episode to be continued go ahead kelly yeah no i mean i mean that 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 is it though that is the yeah. thing is like one big <clears throat> sigh and then two off of that big sigh like what's the thing that comes off of your tongue next you know knowing well, that. we've originally had 13 Thanksgivings, 13 Thanksgivings for the 13 moons. So there was always something that um, was to be thankful for. So there was no idea that, oh my gosh, there's this Thanksgiving that we all, like all the Thanksgivings were important. What we had was um, Nunawa which was the celebration at the end of the harvest. And so we'd have a really big feast. And what would happen was people would come with um, whatever excess they had to be able to trade with people who might not have. And so it was an opportunity of making sure everyone was prepared for the upcoming winter. And so that's what that celebration was. But now we have turkeys and pilgrim hats celebrating and gobbling left and right. Um, but it's just really unfortunate because while this idea of giving thanks is present, the idea of giving is absent. And so it's like, how can we intentionally return to an idea that's not just like, I'm thankful for what creator has given me, but I'm thankful for the opportunity to give to other people. Yeah. But that doesn't sell paper plates in the way that Thanksgiving now requires. So yeah. whole shift in perspective. Yeah, it doesn't sell a lot of the things, you know. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I too, like, I, I was thinking about it, you know, here I am a product of the public school system, 
you know, I, I did my dues at school. I got out. I did the rest of it. Right. Um, you know, so I walked away with the same thing that I talk about being like, Ooh, that like shysty native education that I got back in middle school and high school, you know, the thing that I, I, I talk about in, uh, in a bad way now, you know, obviously because we're critiquing the system. However, it's like, Oh, I am still operating on that in a little bit. Uh, and so just even like taking moments to like go and do reading for myself or even let's be real hop on YouTube uh, and like see what like panel discussion I can listen to or like what videos I can watch. Even just like the general breakdowns too of the history of the way that we have our, our modern concept of Thanksgiving today, you know, it's like it's not the same as it was however many centuries ago. Um, and just even looking at like the way that it's used as like a political tool um, and an economic tool uh, and how now, again, not only uh, contributing to the native erasure, um, beyond that, it's, you know, it's ingrained in quote unquote Americanism, you know, like it, it talked about the times when like the presidents started uh, endorsing uh, Thanksgiving. It talked about when uh, football started getting attached to Thanksgiving in order to like bring it into the hearth, to bring it into the home. Uh, about when pies even were introduced, because then it was another thing too, where it was like uh, the the uh, around the the Civil War war, you know, like the South didn't want to embrace Thanksgiving, yet the North did, you know. Uh, so like just even the history of it over the few centuries, not even taking into account, you know, pre-contact um, understandings, uh, it's wild to think the very there the the variance is different it's so great between the two you know they're completely different things uh and i don't know it, it it just kind of boggles my mind that we walk around with this like very cookie cutter and like plastic sealed happy go lucky uh thought of what this thing is yet it's wretched and it's been through so much um and that's not even taking into account the lives lost around it and cultures yeah, no, completely. It's just, it's this kind of uh, really reductive, really kind of one-dimensional um, historical experience we are fed. Because if we include the full gamut and the full, um, the full spectrum of our history, then white people might feel that. And we can't have that which has really been why so much has been compounded. Um, my beautifuls, I am so very sorry. I have a five o'clock meeting that I have to go to. That's why um, there might be a few buzzes that you've heard and I'm so sorry about that. But no I did worries. just wanna come in and, and celebrate with you guys and say hello and observe Michaela's dope hats that <laughs> the listening audience can't see, but take my word for it. It's really cool. And I um, really you. just wanted to push the fact that Kellen should uh, sell me earrings. Cause <laughs> that's your big takeaway. Right. You have to now rally behind me because I'm just saying like, um, like now she has a reference because I'm like let me see a bitch with his earrings walk past me like, it's trouble. So just give me some earrings so we can avoid that she's just gonna <laughs> flood your inbox remember episode 23 
Episode right. 23, Kellen. I'm waiting. Right. <laughs> will, will you get that girl her reparations? All she's asking for is earrings. She only need 40 acres of mule, just some damn beaded earrings. Okay? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I live. Andrea, thank you so much. Oh, of course. So fun. So awesome to meet you. So looking forward to chatting next time. Hopefully yes. you'll have me back and we'll have some longer to explore all the fun. Most definitely fun, fun things. So you guys take care and stay beautiful. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. See ya. Oh my gosh. That's so cool that she got to get introduced to the quantum theory world. Just I know the... she's a joy. She <laughs> right, really is. Right. She, she has an opinion and you're going to hear it regardless. You're going to hear it. <laughs> There's no way around it. That's, that's the thing I that I it. love. I'm like, all right, let me just sit back then. <laughs> I like how she's like, Michaela, I love your hats. And you cannot see any beadwork on them because two of them that you see aren't even beaded. So she's probably like, why does she have so many hats? <laughs> Just wait, oh, so Just wait on it. Uh, you can see the rest she of it. Uh, and, you know, uh, she she was in the callback without even knowing. You know, that's another beadwork by Michaela callback. So go check out. Uh, uh-uh. I don't don't, don't, don't don't give me that. Uh, don't give me no obligation. You have the obligation for some earrings. All right. <laughs> uh, link will don't be included in the show notes. <laughs> Uh, I got a long list. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, get in on get in on those raffles. Get in on a on on a, all the rest of it. Uh, ooh, the VIP club. That's where it's at. I low know. Key. Y'all need to get on that VIP. You know? Yeah, See, that's the funny thing. People would be like, "Oh, I missed this. When is it going to be back in stock? Like, I ship this stuff out from China. Like, no, hit that VIP list, and you won't have to worry about anything." No worries after you're a VIP. You have exclusive access to every single beaded product, but you choose not to. And then you're going to flood my inbox with questions that you can get on my website. I seriously need to put out, and this is no hate towards my customers. I love all of you guys. I really, really do. And I love that I even get inquiries, but some people ask the same questions. And it's like, hit the link in my bio. Everything you need to know is in there. Everything, everything. How much? Link in bio. Do you take Lincoln bio? Is this in stock? Lincoln bio. <laughs> it's like, it's all there. It's all there. But I also understand why, because it's like, it's really not common for bead workers to have their own business in the beadwork world. And so it's an honor, even though as irritating as it can be with the amount yeah. of flooding of questions, not only me, but all beaders receive, you know, um, it is an honor at the same time to be able to say Lincoln bio, you know what I mean? So, yes. Um, anyway, it's crazy too. No matter how like simple and how foolproof, foolproof, foolproof or foolproof, F U L L or F O O L, who knows? Uh, <laughs> either of those versions that you think it actually is, people still will be stumped, you know? Yeah. No matter. Um, you could put it right in front of their face. You right know, there. They're still going to ask. They're still going to ask. But yeah. it's okay. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, I just like, even with like, I haven't done a giveaway in a long time yet. I'll do like a two-step giveaway. All I have to do is just be like, just make sure you follow me. And then all you have to do is just like tag somebody or maybe even just like this post and people will still be confused. I'll get like a message in my thing. And I'm like, look, it says number one. (laughs) And it says number two, like this post. And that's it, you know? And then I put like congratulation, like emojis around it. And still people be like, wait, what do I do? This is like literally <laughs> all the instructions are right there. One right and two there. right here. <laughs> I've had people with that with my raffle. I haven't done a giveaway yet. I've been 
cooking on the idea a little bit, but with my raffles, people be like, I like to buy tickets. And I'm like, there is a whole instruction, like literally sentences of instructions in the caption link in bio, click on that link. (laughs) Or they'll be like, or they'll just comment. I want five tickets. Click the link in my bio. <laughs> it's all there. It's all the there. Please, system. people, For your read ease. the instructions. We're we are a country of people who don't read instructions, like on anything. I love reading the instructions. So <laughs> I would love for you to read the instructions as well. <laughs> I but love, we love y'all. We love you. Right. You're like, I love reading instructions. I've provided you instructions. Please love them as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my next post. <laughs> I wish I re- we Actually, this is recording. I'm going yeah, to send this exactly. to me so I can cut it out and put it on replay, <laughs> then make a remix. And then, you know what I mean? Like, I'll put it in a round dance next year i'll put it in a house the following year but i need to make a meme off of that one sentence you just said and how politely you said it (laughs) we love y'all though it's a love-hate relationship we love y'all who ask too many questions (laughs) (sighs) ah and uh well then the other great thing too with andrina uh not only highlighting your amazing drifted. You know, we're we're in there. Uh, she was the perfect transition, though, because we started talking about beadwork, and then right. she she had this beautiful expose on what beadwork should mean to the world and understanding of beadwork that everybody that we wish everyone understood sometimes. And yeah. so I'm glad she was able to pleasantly describe the importance of owning and in, you know receiving such an amazing gift such as beadwork. Yeah. Yeah. And mixing both what you and her said, you know, with like the shells and showing that and then her talking about wearing actual beadwork, because even uh, one of the cool things lately is I've been wearing around my big either shells or like big beaded earrings lately. And even yesterday when I was like super scrub, like in full sweats. And when I was going to the store, I like busted out my really nice drop, like beaded earrings because I was like, you know, like it's a it's a show. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it helps also to like make my, my body stand up taller and my shoulders pull back, you know, cause you feel like mm-hmm. you like are carrying your people with you. And oh, way, for you know? sure. For um, sure. And especially with shells. So when you were describing like shells and their value earlier, I'm like, yeah, you know, and, and like you mentioned, looking back, uh, at old photos, you know, even seeing a lot of like our nest purse men with their big shells and then, you know, women uh, also with their shells as well. It's just like. Yeah, like uh, reclaiming that power of like how just rocking something. um, I don't know. It's just like really fulfilling for the heart. Yeah. uh, I guess is the point. Oh, of course. Feel real to token when you have them on. You know what I mean? Your back, (laughs) your back straight. Your shoulders get pushed back a little bit more. The neck gets elongated. You know, the stoic face kind of pulls, pushes through a little bit. Lips tighten just a little (laughs) bit. (laughs) You'd be surprised to know, as most people are, I don't own any of my work yet. I need to bead myself a single piece. I don't know. I don't know why I haven't just sat down and I was like, Michaela, you need you need, you deserve this. I haven't had that moment yet. Okay. <laughs> but and I started on the, on the hat, one of the hats you see in the background, I started with the hat, like the shell disc and the brass, but I haven't gotten to the beading part. So it's been sitting there forever. And I'm like, Michaela, throw some beads on that thing and wear it around. You deserve your own work. And they always like artists. And that's number one thing. Even though I have not done it yet, 
artists have to have their own work. Like they just have to. Yeah. So always make sure you have something of yours or even if you make it and you're like, you know what? I think I want to keep this one. Do it. I've had so many moments to where I've had that experience to where I'm like, oh, I don't want to give it away. And then I end up giving it away. So I'm like, well, it would mean more to probably this person or, you know, I can only get better from here. So let me just. But no, I, I really need to sit down and make something. Yeah. <laughs> you well, over do. here flexing with your wallet, your <laughs> that wallet. Feet. Yes, that wallet makes an appearance. I I love I love that wallet. Ooh, thank you. I think I made that wallet in like 2016, so, you well, know, she's about gorgeous. Right? 2015 maybe even. Uh so she's like 5 or 6 years old now, and I'm actually starting to consider making my next one. Uh so that's what I was going to say. Like if anything, it's it's also like a good documentation of your journey. Because uh, oh, who for knows, sure. like in 10 years, you know, if you start collecting some of your own stuff now, and then it's like, oh, watch out in 15 years, like what else you make for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I always like, like when people have old work of mine, I'm like, oh, you're a real one, you know, for purchasing that. <laughs> your girl started on the streets of Lawrence, Kansas, and there was no trading post. So I had to go to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> And get my beads there and figure it all out for myself. And some people still have those pieces from me when I first started. And I'm like, man, you know, those are vintage. (laughs) That's so cool. Pre-beadwork by simply Michaela at that point. (laughs) You calling me simple? Just kidding. (laughs) Exquisitely. Uh, I think I call myself simple. Like the start of the show. So it's okay. (laughs) Oh man. Anyway. Uh, Well, so then I wonder also uh, going off of, uh, well, it was really cool hearing what she had to say. Cause I, I, I often think about that. The fact that we're over on the the West coast, almost we're not full coastal natives. uh, We're on the plateau. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, as far as uh, the United States and our current understandings of the States go, we're over on the West side. And so uh, just being able to hear the perspectives of natives coming from the other side of this land it's always so interesting to me because the histories are vastly different yeah for sure yeah and so then like thinking of like thanksgiving itself um you know for me i just always grew up having a dinner Uh, it was never like a, a conversation Uh, You know, like I mentioned, I just had my middle school, my elementary understanding of like, hey, the pilgrims and the Indians came together and they sat down at a table and everything was nice, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for me, uh, I guess like I never really thought past the history of it all really, really, uh, because more than anything, it was always just a moment, especially when I was super young to like return back to the res to be around all my cousins to have a good meal and yeah more than anything to like give thanks uh with the family and you know that's basically the same tradition that's kept now except my family we stay pretty low-key uh we kind of keep it down to like the nuclear base here in Spokane me and my siblings my parents uh and we just like spend the whole day together cook up watch movies chill uh and so yeah in the same way it's like still am very happy with the time that is created for us all to like come together and for us to, you know, give thanks. Uh, however, yeah, it is, it is 
also kind of strange when you do really think about everything that's happening and why we're doing all of that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready, Kellen? No. Because I am going to give a little history lesson. (laughs) 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 Because it needs to be told. You know, it is the season, so we have to play the anthem one time. This is as happy as it gets. Okay, that's enough. We turned up one time for Thanksgiving, and that's going to be probably my last time, and I will tell you why. But I had to bring Pastor Shirley Caesar in at least one time for the one time. I do. <laughs> that was so good. Now, let's switch moods, because you know your girl likes to kill a vibe when it comes to the history. So. <laughs> it's not on purpose, but um, this time it is. So Thanksgiving is a huge form of misrepresentation. 2021, this whole show is derived off of representation because why it matters. So Thanksgiving, it is basically, and those of you who don't know the history of Thanksgiving is not a happy one, which most people know, but most people don't actually take the time to see what actually happened, which I was guilty of as well. I knew it was bad, but I didn't know all the details. Um, I just knew, well, you know, I'm going to it's like Chick-fil-A, right? I turned a blind eye. You know, I know Trump supports this, but I I really need some Chick-fil-A. So we're just going to be, you know, we're going to keep it pushing. So that was my Mm -hmm. idea on Thanksgiving a little bit. You know, I got food to eat. So let's go ahead and be thankful and just period. But not this time. So according to Smithsonian, the the. what Thanksgiving really kind of did was spit in the face of the native peoples that were here back then when the whole, when all of this started. So hopefully I'm saying this correctly. It's the Wampanoag, Wampanoag. That was the tribe that basically had, that's, that's, that's the tribe that was came into contact with Europeans, at least um, when they arrived, Um, not that tribe specifically in terms of all of America, but at some point. <laughs> so, um, so basically colonizers kind of had this ideology of manifest destiny once they arrived. And basically what they did was even though that the tribe was already established, native peoples have been on this land for over 12,000 years. Um, Europeans decided to come over and basically have contact with this, with these people. I don't believe they were considered a tribe, um, yet. Um, but Wampanoag was the tribe that came in contact with them. And upon contact, the, the um, whoever's in charge, obviously just what colonizers are going to colonize. They came in and slave raided these people, this tribe. And it was a, full of bloodshed. Obviously, we don't have to paint that picture. It's very clear, basically attempted genocide. Um, and because of it, the leader of the tribe was like, hey, you know, I don't want to form this alliance with you, but you need it. Basically, you need to calm down. You need to chill. Stop hurting my people. Basically projecting peace. Hey, let's be peaceful. They took that and ran with it. And so along with that, they were like, okay, well, we're going to give you some money for your land. Now the tribe is thinking, okay, yeah, this is my land. You are there. They were collecting their rent. 
that's the way they thought about it. We'll take, you know, we are happy to take your funds. If you want to stay on our land, you know, you are more than welcome to, but not to the white people. The white people said, you know what, I'm giving you this money. Now it's ours. Did they communicate that efficiently? Most likely not. (laughs) And so with that, you kind of have Thanksgiving in a sense. It's not, it's not the pilgrims sat down with the natives and they had this beautiful meal. No, it was all done out of fear because white people was basically like, hey, I'm taking this land or else I'm going to keep killing your people. And until you agree, this is this is how it's going to go. So be by those people saying, hey, I want peace. Let's chill out. You know, don't stop. Stop killing my people. That's how Thanksgiving came to be. And then they decided to paint this perfect picture like, hey, we sat down with them and, you know, they agreed to give us their land. They agreed to to everything. This is this is how we're going to establish this country. No, 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 no. That's not how that went. So basically, that's kind of the brief synopsis of Thanksgiving. You know, it was by the the leader of the tribe just saying, hey, I we can't deal with this anymore. And they took that as, OK, cool. Well. Let's let's go ahead and um, let's go ahead and signify this as, you know, peacemakers and blah, 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 blah. So you, it, it goes on from there, obviously. And there's a lot of minor other details. Um, Abraham Lincoln's the one that declared it a holiday in 1863. Um, but, yeah, it's just a really sick, <laughs> sick, sick, sick history. And because of that, I think I'm officially announcing that I won't be celebrating Thanksgiving anymore at all. And so it's it's unfortunate because well it's it is it's not unfortunate but it's it's unfortunate for my family because we have plans already but I think I'm going to sit this one out and I really don't understand this is not me hating on my own people but I don't really understand why people especially native peoples are saying hey well no and really just sweeping it under the rug and sugarcoating it by saying well this is just a day me and my family are just thankful or it's food day no because we still has underlining deep roots that aren't being necessarily acknowledged you wouldn't have a food day you wouldn't have a thankful day if it wasn't for the potential genocide of the wampanoag or wampanoag tribe so um, put them respect on their name and show solidarity with your people and don't even pay attention to this, you know, colonized tradition. <laughs> so that's where my mindset's at. Like I said, I'm not dogging anybody who do who does what they does, but um, I think I made that official decision today <laughs> after actually reading that whole breakdown. Um, but for anybody who wants a thorough summary, I, I do very, I don't do the best job at explaining things. Hopefully that made sense, but you can go to the, um, refer to the Smithsonian. But now also, I also looked into how this affected black people as well and how we celebrated back then. And so during Thanksgiving, and this is according to tellers untold, um, it was a church oriented event or church oriented day. So they go to church, um, just the black people, obviously, and sing and be thankful, blah, 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 blah. You know how church goes. And so then um, they basically would just feast amongst themselves. So the field slaves would hunt game if they had access to it, bring it home, and they would kind of have their own meal. The house slaves had the leftovers from the big house, obviously. Um, And then some slaves, these were the real OGs. (laughs) They took advantage of the day, the day off, (laughs) and was like, well, I'm going to get up out of here. And so 
But then also, and then the real slick ones were like, you know what? I'm going to get a pass from Massa to say I'm going to go see my family and I'm out. You know, I'm going north. And so now they say, well, today, this is the, how Black people celebrate it is. They just gather and be grateful for one's blessings for spending the day with the family. But to me, that's saying, well, you should be grateful you're no longer in bondage. You should be mm-hmm. grateful that you can see your family. You, you know, and it, to me, that's yeah. just a colonized mindset as well. So, I mean, convince me to celebrate it, Kellen, because I don't think I want to. (laughs) And I hate to say all the food I'm missing out on, but um, it just doesn't make sense to me. And even today, I was on the train and I was looking out. We are I was passing the airport and I was just seeing people just really sitting back and understanding the world we live in now and the whole pandemic and things that this really is our normal. But there are people who do refuse to accept that this is our normal. And it's because, well, why? Because it's whatever that they have known, you know, they're just comfortable in. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing with all of these holidays that we have, that we've traditionally had. Um people celebrate it. We don't, we don't necessarily have to, and they do it just because off of tradition. It's like, well, why can't we establish new traditions? When are people going to wake up and understand that's possible? You know what I mean? We don't have to do certain things. And it's the same thing with my black side of the family. Well, both sides of the family, I'll just be honest. They both celebrate it, but they don't think more, more so my black side to be like, to really, to really, I don't know. They don't, they don't really truly try to understand it. They're just like, okay, well, aren't you not supposed to celebrate it? You know, then I feel stupid. Like, you know, no, we shouldn't be celebrating it. And then I look over to my native side. It's like, no, we're just going to have a good meal with our family. But still, why would, why, why today? (laughs) How come? (laughs) Because it is technically Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? But why can't we do it tomorrow? Why can't we do it next month? Why can't we do it, you know, a couple of weeks prior you know what i mean and that's just kind of my mindset on it but what do you thank you (laughs) no that 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 is so much uh i appreciate it thank you so much for sharing all of that and and it it tracks you know i've talked about things in my life uh say the pendleton roundup where i'm like you know like it's this big colonizer event it feels like uh, because of the major systems that overrun everything and so in my head i thought you know this is something that I'm not going to involve myself with anymore. I'm going to take myself away from this thing. Uh, and then me going and engaging with it one more time. Uh, I was like, you know what? It would be like feeding into the continued erasure of, you know, my people. If I just remove myself from the situation, you know, because again, I witness the discomfort that comes about when I walk around, um, doing the things that I do, you know, uh, by being, you know, both black and native and just, you know, the way that I naturally may dress or whatever it may be, you know, that also challenges gender norms. You know, I, I witnessed the discomfort from people who would rather not have me there because without, or without my presence, you know, there's, there's a general comfort. There's a, a lack of needing to understand anything outside of oneself. Um, And so I kind of think about that uh, as like one part of it. And then also to just like, uh, uh, you know, because I'm very much with you. Like last year, I I actually participated in an anti-Thanksgiving webinar, uh, 
where, you know, it's like five uh, Native people coming together and uh, just discussing our thoughts about uh, why not Thanksgiving. Uh, and I felt super strange too, because it's like, yes, me personally, I'm right there with you, Michaela, on all of that. Like, why do we keep celebrating this thing? Why do we keep feeding into it? Uh, and then at the exact same time, you know, doing it. Uh, it's like this weird dichotomy, you know, uh, to kind of like figure out. So I don't know, like, I don't know that there is like a right answer. Well, obviously there isn't a right answer to anything. You know, it's the universe. Everything's bigger than us. We don't have to understand it all. Uh, however, um, you know, just, I guess, pondering the question that you're talking about, like, yeah, complicated. Yeah. I mean, I, it's hard. I don't, I, that's the thing is why does it have to be complicated? You know what I mean? And that's yeah. just kind of my mindset. Well, just reading through all of this realistically, it's like, yeah. why does it have, to, why does it have to be hard? You know what I mean? It's deep rooted in such an ugly history and for me it's just like we're just tap dancing for white people still we're doing what they do i don't know if you heard that speech by malcolm x um the house negro um i can read it i don't know if you want me to but it's um, kind of long but um i can read it one second i rather find the audio so that way i don't have to read it so I guess that's true. Huh? Maybe give me a second because it's probably not gonna hit if I say I I'm gonna miss saying. the punchline you know, and I'm not gonna yeah. say it as powerful as I there should say. A, it. Yeah, there is a certain delivery, there is a certain cadence and a, and a natural effervescence that uh <laughs> you're right about that part. <laughs> well, I mean, how has your family always celebrated? celebrated uh, things yeah well i mean i guess those are the considerations you know we've always come together and had a dinner uh and as i mentioned like when i was a, a young young kid we would go to my grandparents everyone would convene there and eat uh and then later uh now it's just been our nuclear family so again me my siblings and my parents here at the house every now and then we'll have some family that comes and visits uh, yeah, we'll usually spend Thursday itself, like having just a chill house, like day at the house and meal. And then over the weekend, we'll usually make our way down to the reservation and visit the family uh, and have, you know, like the follow up stuff. Um, yet, you know, the same thing kind of happens with Christmas, too. And, you know, just as you talk about, like, not necessarily wanting to do thanksgiving anymore you know like i kind of had the same thoughts with both thanksgiving and christmas you know just with like the cultural and historical inaccuracies that we're fed yet we are kind of complacent to by continuing to just do the thing um i don't know it's it's a lot i guess um and i guess i don't know the bigger thing that really kind of stands out right now is just that I guess, I don't know. I'm, I'm scatterbrained. So I'm hoping by the end of this conversation, we'll get to like some better resolution yet. The other thing that really pops in my mind right away is the thought of like Juneteenth uh, and how like that actually like <laughs> angered me a little bit that it was made official um, because of the granting of a, a federal day off for people that I don't necessarily feel um or, you know, just like it, it, it'll be benefiting 
people that kind of goes against what Juneteenth itself is about, I guess, you know what I mean? Um, and that's just a lot of words to being like, to rather just saying, you know, white people are going to get the day off for a day about when they were withholding um, the freedom of enslaved peoples from them, you know, like, and now a few centuries later, you're going to get the day off because of it uh, in recognition. I don't know. It just, it kind of irks me weird. Uh, and so then in regards to Thanksgiving itself, I, I just kind of think about like that structure where it's just like, well, this thing is already established within the system of white supremacy and, you know, just the major American system, this allotted time. So if this allotted time is never going to not be a part of this system, then how is it beneficial for me to not use it for like, my myself and for my family um by you know engaging in convening and doing something uh rather than like i'm making a stand i'm not going to do anything um and i won't reckon well yeah i'm not going to do anything because then it's like it feels like regardless without me or not this thing is going to continue and now i'm also not it's it's one less day in which I'm like interacting and sharing in love with my peoples, I guess. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> no, 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 please do. <laughs> Cause I, I mean, it's important to have different perspectives, especially when it comes to just our country and our people in general. And it's like, yeah. I don't feel like, well, there are opinions that are wrong, but I feel like when it comes to your own personal opinion, all you could really do is share your story because there's another person out there who probably thinks of it just the same or are struggling themselves to either make that decision of whatever they're really what's really in their heart or what's really has been bugging them or whatever. So, um, yeah, definitely share it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Like I, I, I literally am right there with you. I feel the same way. I'm like, this is a bullshit ass holiday. You know, it's quoting air quotes holiday, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's this placeholder in time. And now there's this narrative around it to make it beautiful. Yet it's it's covered in blood, literally, you know. Yeah. Um. And and we still buy into it. And so I'm with you on that, and no longer wanting to buy into this if thing. Um. And at the exact same time, being like, well, this this chunk of time is already set aside. And so whether I sit and do the exact same thing that I would normally do, um, not recognizing the day. Like if, if, you know, just like if I, if I sat in my room by myself and was like, you know, ah, humbug, you know, mm -hmm. yes, the day is going to expire and all the people outside of me are still going to be doing the same fucking thing, yeah. you know? And that's Whereas, where I'm like, at, like odds with it is I'm not sure, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, like I love, everybody knows, like I love being around my family, point blank period. And especially yeah. when family comes from out of town, but it's like. I don't know. And it, I think a lot of it comes from just not understanding what has happened either as well. I mean, I think about my grandmother as sweet as she she's she's amazing. And as sweet as she is, she doesn't it's not her fault that she doesn't under she didn't know what Juneteenth was. She doesn't have an idea of what, you know, we have been through and have survived through through black people by being a black person. You know, yeah. it's because, and it speaks for all black and brown people. We were never taught and we were purpose of purposely never taught our history. 
you know, and we didn't know what was going on across the country. We didn't know what was going on in the state next door. We didn't know what was going on down the street because we were never told and we were intentionally never told. So it's like now that we're becoming up in a society to where these harsh realities are becoming very apparent, you know, and we can read about them and we can see them. It's like now it's starting to, to literally tell somebody, tell someone what's going on. And I think, and that's the one thing I, like I have mentioned before, it's not about working the outside in and being angry with the white people and being angry. Well, why do you celebrate this holiday? Why don't you stop this? I'm not going to go to the presidency and get angry or whatever. I'm going to work the inside out. I want to start with my own people and here this, this is our history. These are the harsh realities. And I think you guys really do need to understand what was going on, why we celebrate what we celebrate and that we don't have to celebrate what we celebrate. So I think that's where I feel like I might need to start shifting my energy is okay. Well, those of you that are within my family. Okay. Well, did you know this is what happened? And then maybe we can create, maybe we can pick a day out of the year to where we do sit down and really just get together. I mean, that's why you have family reunions. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, maybe we can choose a day to come and do the same thing, but not acknowledge the harsh realities that happen to our brothers and sisters throughout the country. You know what I mean? So, and that's the thing is like, even though I'm sitting here, like, I think I want to make this decision of just not celebrating it anymore. Like, what am I really like, am I contributing to something to where, yeah, you are just sitting here pouting or am I really kind of the first, not the first who doesn't celebrate because there's plenty of people who don't, Yeah. but am I guess I'm the first of my family or, you know, it takes people, it takes people to get a movement going and not saying, okay, well me sitting out next year, nobody's going to be celebrating. I'm not, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. okay, well it's time to get people thinking. It's time to get people kind of shifting their mindsets a little bit and not living literally in their, their ancestors pain, you know, and not, and just shrugging it off. But anyway, that just rewind. I um found the speech and this is kind of what it makes me think of in terms of celebrating holidays and doing things that are calling that Colin, our Colin, I will never say that again. <laughs> colonizers is <laughs> a mix of our ancestors and then colonizers. So that came out wrong, but, um, how they, um, how, you know, I feel like sometimes we come off of, um, when it comes to still celebrating certain, these certain things. So one second. If the master got sick, he'd say, what's the matter, boss? We sick? When the master's house caught a fire, he'd try and put the fire out. He didn't want his master's house burned. He never wanted his master's property threatened. And he was more defensive of it than the master was. That was the house Negro. But then you had some field Negroes who lived in huts, had nothing to lose. They wore the worst kind of clothes. They ate the worst food. And they caught hell. They felt the sting of the lash. They hated their master. Oh, yes, they did. If the master got sick, they prayed that the master died. <laughs> if the master's house caught a fire, they prayed for a strong wind to come along. This was the difference between the two. And today you still have house Negroes and field Negroes. 
So that was just kind of like what came to mind when I first was sitting here and I was looking at the history and understanding how many people still celebrate it that are people of color. And it's not that I'm trying to bash anybody who does. I'm not trying to bash y'all by one by any means. I feel like I still have a lot of questions that are unanswered that I really want to kind of figure out, even though it's common sense, I feel like. Um, but there are a lot of unanswered questions in terms of you know, my own culture, my own identity and the things that we do and the things that we have kind of adapted to. But it's just having that, I feel like it's that kind of that mindset of us tap dancing as the house Negro, like, oh, well, we're still going to celebrate this. And we're, you know, but it's still, I feel like it looks bad on us. You know what I mean? To continue those traditions that were never meant for us. They're celebrations of genocide. You know, nothing, nothing, a lot, all of these, a lot of these things that we still do today was never meant for us. never meant for us these holidays were never meant for us all of these laws all the constitute all that stuff was never meant for us you know the system isn't broken the system was made exactly how it was supposed to be we can revolt about it all we want we can sit here and say well cancel thanksgiving no why don't we just reclaim and reestablish and re-identify and establish our own narrative out into the world by proclaiming what we are our past traditions by proclaiming you know things that we want to establish for us as people you know it's like why don't we have our own holidays why don't we have our own you know we do to a certain extent but Mm -hmm. still it's just like I don't know it just kind of just disgusts me a little bit (laughs) to to know that we still kind of we and I'm not this is beyond Thanksgiving at this point this is just like we still do a lot of things and have a lot of routines that just it was never for us, you know? So why are we still, still celebrating it? As black people, we were forced to celebrate these things. We were, it was shoved down our throats that we had to, or else, you know, we had to cater to certain people or else. And I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I still, like I said, I still have a lot of unanswered questions, but um, we'll see. If you see yeah. a play on Thanksgiving on my on my story, mind your business. <laughs> I don't know. And that's the thing is like, I feel like it's so much common sense and I love my family so much, but it's like, I just, I don't know. And it, I know, I don't know if, you know, let's say there was a masses of people next year who just didn't really celebrate it. I don't think it would really get through people's head until we kind of share that story and share that history. Um and really reestablish or re- reclaim, you know, what what we want as as people. So there's a lot of things. I guess I got to sit with my thoughts a little bit, but um, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 interesting because the only I'm not running from, you know, it, the, the only thing that I'm, I guess, torn with is my family, not the holiday. The ho- holiday is mm-hmm. obvious. You know what I mean? It's OK. Yeah. Do I just separate from my from my family for this one day? You know, maybe I'll eat the leftovers Friday. I don't know. <laughs> maybe your dog will be back. But it's just, I don't I don't know. I don't really know how to feel about it. But I think in order for us, for our country to change, it's time to really open our eyes and get, for us to get uncomfortable as well. You know, because you're going to make those you love uncomfortable for kind of like, and just, I don't want to say for their own good, because that's the wrong way to put it. But it's like, I think it's important to, I guess, tell those who don't know or aren't aware of where a lot of the systematic racism really stem, stems from. So, what does a uh, a typical Thanksgiving look like for you through like you know your recent years and whatnot? It's all the same. I mean, with my native side, it's we just we sit down and eat. But <laughs> it's everybody kind of brings whatever they made, and we usually meet at my katsa's house and. Um, 
we do the whole turkey. Sometimes we switch it up. Well, there's always a turkey, but like sometimes we'll have salmon. Sometimes we'll obviously have fry bread. Um, so we just kind of, we literally just kind of huge potluck pot, pot in a sense. Um, and then with my dad's side of the family, I feel like Thanksgiving and Christmas is a whole event. Like <laughs> this year, it's obviously not the last two years, obviously, uh, this year and last year, obviously not. Yeah. But um, usually it's, we're all at a house, whether it's my aunts or my dad's or my grandma's. And we um, just, they cook all day, all day long. And guys obviously just don't cook, but <laughs> sometimes they do. They'll do the turkey. If like my dad deep fries a turkey, um, they'll hand her the meats. And then usually the woman would be in the kitchen doing, doing the usual. So you have the mac and cheese, you have the cornbread. Sometimes I'm not a big cornbread eater. Um, they have the collard greens, they have the sweet potato pie, but there's always some sort of competition going on. Like between the aunts is like, okay, who had the best pie? And like, I'm the taste tester. So I don't complain because they're like, okay, come over here and try this <laughs> all throughout the kit, all throughout the day. They know your girl likes to eat. So oh, I'm a taste tester for almost like everything that they prepare. What does it need? What does it need? <laughs> so, like, yes. um, so that's kind of the whole vibe. And then everyone eats and then women clean up the kitchen the guys are posted up on the couch watching the game and this goes for thanksgiving and christmas um but yeah it's like a, it's an all-day thing for my for my dad's side of the family but um so yeah i just i don't know and i in both sides it's not that they they didn't we, and then growing up you never really acknowledge what thanksgiving was right it's just yeah a day to eat and you're with your family and that's it. And so it's the same thing with my dad's. Like we always said, we'll go around and be like, okay, name one thing that you're grateful for, thankful for, or grateful for. Um, so it really is just about food and family. And with my native side, it's the same thing. It's just, you know, playing with the kids and, you know, have running around and then sitting back and just laying around with your family, you know? And so yeah. that's where it becomes bittersweet. It's like, okay, well, is this us reclaiming the holiday? But then you think of like indigenous people's day, it's Columbus day, right? Realistically, we had to take, we, is it, is it a handout? You know what I mean? Why couldn't we get our own day? Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. I feel like with Thanksgiving, like as much as I appreciate it, you know, we're still in a sense celebrating whether we sugarcoat it or not. So, so yeah. So usually every year it's about the same. Yeah. I wonder moving forward how, you know, how we've talked about uh, like the, the recent example of the wonder years, how like that mm -hmm. was a show from wherever or for whatever. Oh my gosh. Come on, Kellen, you can get these birds out. It was a show for however long uh, back in like the eighties, nineties. Uh, and now they've come out with the wonder years and it's an all black cast and a black focused storyline. Right. Uh, and we had the discussion about the quote unquote black version of a thing. Yeah. Uh, and so then I wonder about like, because as you mentioned, this whole system has been set up to exclude us, um, which has been documented historically. It's been documented through policy um, where I guess the reversal or the way out of a lot of that stuff is having, I guess, in a sense, to make a quote unquote, whatever version of the colonizer thing, you know? So like mm -hmm. Columbus day, now we have the indigenous 
you know, the native peoples, the, the original inhabitants version of this white holiday, Columbus day, you know, that we now call indigenous people's day. Um, and it sounds ugly to reduce it like that yet. It kind of almost feels like it has to be like that, where it's like, you have to go or like, even, even with the best of intentions, it's not to say only yet. It's basically the, whatever version of a pre-done white. It is. Settler thing. Like you're not you wrong. Know? You know what I mean? Because think about it. You wouldn't have Indigenous Peoples Day if it wasn't for Columbus yeah. Day. You know what yeah. I mean? And you can get as deep as you want to with it and say, well, Indigenous, blah, 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 blah. You wouldn't have that exact day if it wasn't for Columbus Day. Yeah, I'm, I'm appreciative that, you know, it's no longer Columbus Day, but in a sense, it it's always going to be kind of there, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's and so underlying... why can't you just, why not just wipe the whole thing away let us choose our day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let us choose what day we want to celebrate, you know, or whatever. And it's like, it's the, it's the same. It's the, it's the same thing, you know, yeah. whether our people choose to acknowledge it or not. Oh no, it's just eating day. It's the <laughs> same thing. It's the same thing. You know, you yeah. wouldn't be eating if it wasn't for what, if this tribe was not, you know, tried, was attempted to be wiped out. If, yeah. if this tribe didn't lose ancestors and there wasn't bloodshed and their land wasn't stolen, you wouldn't have Thanksgiving. Therefore, you wouldn't have your eating day. So that's yeah. just how kind of simple I put it together. But like our country, it's just it's just sick. Like I'm just yeah. I'm over America. And I've been saying this a while. Like I'm just I really you know how I brought up in the past episodes, I brought up James Baldwin and him mm-hmm. having his, you know, um, other place. And I'm really at that point to where it's like, man, there's just so much, not that I focus on the wrong, but it's just, it's just, there's just so much to this country to where it really is sickening. And I'm just, I'm over it. I want to go to my other place. I want to go someplace else and just breathe and come back because it's a lot. I mean, just literally being a person of color in America, and I hate saying person of color still, but black or brown person in America. Yeah. Yeah. You know, regardless, I'm going to have, I'm not going to, I'm not privileged, you know, I'm just being out in public or whatever it is. I'm constantly either being looked out a certain way or being affected in certain way, whatever it is, or having to prove myself. And it's just like, man, I'm kind of over America right now. I kind of just want to get away. So if I'm not on season two, y'all, because I don't have nothing to talk about about America. Like, I don't know what's going on over here. I'm living my life with these, with these other people. Right, but Michaela not be in Switzerland. Uh, <laughs> us know. Shout out to my people in Switzerland. Drop me those Airbnb places. I'm come out and see y'all. I don't know how the food's gonna be, but I got you know I got I bring hot sauce places, so I'll be all right. Yeah. Be sending but you no. care packages full of hot sauce and beans. it's not that I like try to get all radical I really don't it's just the more like knowledge really is power and the more you under if you don't understand you can't make a change and you have to you have to have people to bite the bullet you have to have people who understand in order and make a change because how many times are we going to sweep it under the rug you know it's 2021 I don't care if white people are uncomfortable it's time they get uncomfortable you know what I mean and and it's uncomfortable with their own foolery you know what I mean so it's just I don't know I really don't know, but, but yeah, not to get all radical over Thanksgiving. It is what it is. You know, I'm still figuring that out, 
um, figuring out what I want to do. I saying, I think I might not celebrate it just in case you do see some flu pop up. You know what I'm saying? You can't be this hypocrite over here. I'm figuring it out. All right. We're human. <laughs> but you know? it's just, it is irritating. I never really took the time to sit down and, you know, realize and under, get to understand. Cause I'm like, what if that was my people? Yeah. My people wouldn't celebrate it. You know, it's a spit yeah. in the face to that tribe, you know? So. <sighs> well, even down to the, the technicalities, you know, uh, uh, where it's placed in November each year, you know, that's by a, a proclamation by a president, you know, it was done also to be advantageous for the holiday season to allow for Christmas shopping, you know, giving an extra week rather, you know, so it's like, it's all of these yeah. things that combine over so many years I know. Um, where now it's just like super established in a way, which I, that's why I get curious about like, if there is no doing away with this allotted chunk of time, then, you know, what is the benefit in, or like how, how to best maximize, you know, our experience within this time. I don't know. Cause I also think about like, you know, it's, it's, it's a day that a lot of people are able to get off of work you know, which, you know, taking into socio, so taking socioeconomic status and all of that into account as well, you know, oh, it's, it's a guaranteed time off that I can get, um, where I can probably only take one day off the following Friday, um, in order to go home to be with my family, you know, things like that, like these other considerations where it's like, um, it's a space for connection for our people that, I have a hard time looking past, you know, and especially because it's, it's not going to change now. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. And, and even like, like I mentioned the anti Thanksgiving webinar that I did last year, it was really cool hearing a lot of those kids talking. Um, and I say kids because I, I literally felt like Kaletza in that group. Like <laughs> I was grandpa down. Cause then, you know, there was a person um, and she was talking about like, um, you know, the speciesism of it all, you know, of, of an actual living being, this turkey that has been like mass produced and killed off. And it's now sitting as a centerpiece on a table. Um, and, you know, just like how that's degrading to an entire species of living uh, beings, you know, um, where, you know, here we are natives and stewards of land and of, of, of the animal kingdom and understanding the blessings that we get from them yet also contributing to this mass production um and mass murder of you know a turkey and then it's not only is it that part yet then on top of that displaying it it's it's carcass in a sense as like this big magnificent thing uh and it, it and you know i felt just i was just like oh my gosh you know like so mind blown when it's like person was talking about that you know they're like there's other considerations outside of us being human even um that play into this and i was just like you know just there were a lot of comments like that that blew my mind mm -hmm. uh so you know there's so many different parts that are just icky all the way around so again i do not disagree with you by any means and i don't refute anything that you say i'm right there with you and then at the exact same time 
I just wonder about like, well, what can we do? You know, like just as much as I don't want white people to have the day off for Juneteenth. uh, (laughs) Like I can't stop that now. You know, it's just going to be a thing. Although Idaho won't be getting a day off. (laughs) That's a whole nother discussion, but we'll talk about it on Juneteenth. So, you know, I'm going to say this now. (laughs) Lapway's Juneteenth, if I'm in the country, (laughs) will be blackity, black, black, blackity, black, 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 because for those of you that don't know out there, I'm going to drop a little his. Just kidding. Um, the <laughs> governor actually refuses to acknowledge Juneteenth. He says no one is getting a day off um, because the country has too many days off and nobody needs an excuse needs an excuse to be lazy. So I don't think Idaho is going to have the day off, although I think it falls on a Sunday next year. I'm not I'm not sure, but they won't get that Monday. Off, so, yeah, because it was on Saturday so, this year. Yep. So we're going to go. I, I plan on turning up big if, like I said. If yeah. I'm not elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. Ugh, that, yeah, that is the biggest eye roll. And again, shout out to your mom for sending us that I, or the yes. article from the Lewiston Tribune. S- sources eat that. Miss right. Diane Ellen Wood. <laughs> she keeps, she, she, she stir, she'll go ahead and stir that pot and be like, y'all need to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> right. I loved it too. Shout out to the mom. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like the biggest eye roll with the governor being like, yeah. we have too many holidays that, that we celebrate so already. It's like, really, girl? I was so irritated. Oh. I was like, oh, all right. You're going to yeah. see us next year. Bet. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. We're going to do this. But, um, but yeah, so I just feel like with these holidays, and that's the hard part is like, yeah, people get the day off, people get reunited with their families. But at the same time, it's kind of like if you really just step back, you realize it's a part of this whole capitalist structure that's really sick. Yeah. They And it's it's capital. They don't have Black Friday without Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't they don't make money off of pumpkin spice if they don't have Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all a capitalist structure to where it's like, well. As long as we're getting being spoon fed, we're not going to say anything or, you know, I can't change the world. So let me just keep. And that's the thing is like, and I'm I'm not trying to be as radical as I know I can be sometimes. It's just like, but you're if, if you're quiet, you're kind of adding to the problem without realizing. And I'm not trying to put that dagger into you, but it's time to start working out different solutions. Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah. I hate bringing up a problem without a solution, but I think native people, especially it's like, no, don't give us the day off. Give us, give us another day off and come, let it commemorate it as something else. You know what I mean? It's like, start small, say, start within your communities. Don't take no days off of my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Just add more. But like, that's what I'm saying is like, we can establish, we, we have battle of Bitcoin. We have that day. I was like, why can't we reclaim and reestablish and even create our own, our own holidays or whatever we want to do? The tribe can just stay at work that Thursday, but you know what? I'm going to give you off Friday and Monday or whatever it is for this. You know, that's what I mean by reclaiming and being able to establish our own narrative, you know, just work within your people and let's, let's not, you know, let's not add to these white capitalist pockets. And you know what I mean? It's just, there's ways to do it, but it's like, I feel like people just, I get it. You know, I get it. I get why people don't. And I understand how frustrating it can be and how we, you know, have always been in this place, but why not? You know what I mean? All it takes is a voice. Then people to be like, you know what? Yeah. How about we come together? Why don't we do this? Or how about we work this out instead? You know, it's, it's the littlest things. It doesn't have to be big right away. You know, it just starts with a conversation. It starts with ideas. It takes listening to our youth. It takes listening to our community. And let's 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 actually reclaim who we are without having these colonized mindsets as if we have marching orders. You know what I mean? Like, let's actually 
let's get us back, (laughs) you know? So that's kind of, that's just how I think about it. And I don't mean to say I'm, I'm anti this, or I'm not dogging anybody. It's not your guys' fault. The last thing it is, is our fault as black and brown people to move the way we move. You know what I mean? You know, we, we didn't choose this necessarily, even though it sounds like I'm saying that we really didn't. And so it's time for us to start making our own choices now that we have opportunity to in what ways that we can. It's all I'm saying. Yeah. With you on it. With you. <sighs> Ooh, well, thank you for that. I knew this episode was going to get a little spicy. At least I was going to get a little yes, spicy. Yes, pumpkin spicy. And the thing apparently. is, I didn't even really, I didn't prep this. I was just like, re- I'm like, you know what? I know we're, we're probably going to talk Thanksgiving. So let me go ahead and get online and see what I can find about Thanksgiving. And then I was just like, this is so messed up. <laughs> this is yeah. so messed up. Yeah. So... I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And just like all the other things, like I said, for me personally, I don't know how to separate it. Just like you're saying, you know, I don't know how to separate the truths that are both present at the exact same time of, you know, horrible history, horrible intentions, horrible, all the other things. uh, And then just like the human truth of like connection. I think it's like, I'm not, I would, I want to understand why, let's say, you know, a native person really is passionate about Thanksgiving. You know, why do you make it a consistent, you know, and I'm not saying that as of sarcasm, I genuinely want to know like, well, why do you really celebrate it each year? Why do you do it up? You know, stuff like, I rather have, I rather have the questions. I rather understand you know, I don't want to just shut something out without actually getting to know my people's side of view of things. I understand even with Juneteenth, it's a, it's a holiday out of strength. You know, that's something that's a holiday I genuinely respect because our people went through hell and back. You know, we are born in hell. We literally formed our own culture. That day is a day of strength to where, hey, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. But yeah. some holidays, it's a, it doesn't have that effect, but it does it in many ways. I mean, whatever we do as black and brown people is a sign of strength, you know, but there's fine lines. And I kind of want to I want to get to get to know, get to know them and get to know why people do the things that they do sometimes or if they actually know. So, yeah. Mm. I know. Now I'm curious how you're going to facilitate this conversation. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to start a Netflix special and I'm going to just go ahead and travel the world and ask people these questions. <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> right. For sure. Especially oh, if it man. comes with uh, this 13 moon celebration that Andrina was see outlining. That? If, see, that's what know, I'm saying. They like 13, moon, like 13, 13 things. Yeah. See, it's like that. That's that's what like wh- we should dive deep into. And I'm sure there's plenty of people, if not at least that people who, you know, the elders that we do have, do have some understanding of what their parents maybe talked about. Stuff like that. Like, I like when she was like, when she brought up 13 moons, like Mm -hmm. that's history. You know what I'm saying? That's ancestry. Like, that's beautiful. (laughs) You know, like that's what, that's what we should be reclaiming, you know? And in the the same way that, yeah, you're right. Not the turkey, number one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, in the same way that people are like, you know, uh, we didn't have to go to church on Sunday you know, church was every day. Church was out in, you know, out in exactly. nature. Church was, you know, our, the way that we praised and prayed um, mm-hmm. wasn't restricted to a one place and a one time thing. And that's yeah. kind of like the same thing with Thanksgiving, basically. It's like, 
the what annual church day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Beyonce said on the Fighting Temptations, what she said, she said, going to church don't make you as much as a Christian than a Cadillac sitting in the garage. <laughs> oh my. And it's true. And I feel like Loki, I'm, honest, I'm not even getting to that discussion. We'll that was a deep we have reference. A Excuse me, Fighting Temptations though. Yes. Beyonce Cuba Gooding Jr. Go off. Link in bio. Just kidding. I'll put yes. that up. No, that's a good movie. Oh my God. Have you seen it? You yes, have I have. It. I was like, I, I anything think I have the Beyonce. DVD still. Um, I, yeah. I have well, you, you made me want to like pull uh, a deeper reference from like Carmen, the hip hopera with the. Uh, pull it. We've Macon been pulling Piper. references all day. I, I don't have one though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> however, you went deep and I wanted to go deeper. And I was like, dang it, I don't have one. Uh, <laughs> that's okay Uh, gosh i've been in my bag today of references i had brother malcolm i had pastor shirley i had the smithsonian (laughs) trifecta you you came through today for sure (laughs) double space (laughs) oh my gosh man that last one really got me too i said fighting temptations (laughs) excuse me (laughs) oh man well that was our thanksgiving talk (laughs) oh so good well Gosh. yeah I, I'm, i'll be excited to listen back to this one and i uh, won't again. be because i'm just i don't know what i'm going where i'm going to be but um we'll see <laughs> that's true we'll see uh, i'm gonna head out now i booked my flight got my passport i'm just gonna ignore the holiday altogether just kidding. <laughs> all right i don't want to i don't want to leave room for hypocr- hypocrisy in my you know so i'm just gonna go ahead and go i'm gonna head out you, but no you, you said the think you know which leaves some wiggle room um, yeah. And beyond yeah. that, you know, you know, this is a conversation. Our whole our whole experience here on this earth as we know it really is just an experiment and a conversation. It's ever yeah. evolving, you know. Exactly. So, uh, you know, that's just a part of being human as well. So, you know, all the pumpkin you got our spicers. <laughs> all the pumpkin spicers cut us off a long time ago. <laughs> Which, you know, again, uh pumpkins coming from the Americas, they didn't come from the the from anywhere else uh so like the oldest pumpkin seeds found in the americas that's an indigenous thing uh so a lot again, of things are indigenous <laughs> you know that that's or i guess a, a native to the americas because anything can be indigenous yes, exactly. any land within the land or that's within true. the earth right that's um true. so yeah native to the americas beyond the boundaries of uh colonialism which is established you know canada north america central and south america mm-hmm. um our our entire united um, collection of free contact inhabitants. Um, yes. Along with that is uh, the many thousands of years enjoying pumpkins themselves. And so, you know, this reductive thing that you have now known as pumpkin spice, you know, it came from the girl. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Speaking of pumpkin spice, I know we're running a little long, so you can cut this out later if you want to, um, but don't because... I don't know if you heard about Dutch Bros or read the post about Dutch Bros. I'm not. Basically, the CEO in Oregon, and I'm not going to give you all the deets because you can guys can go read it. It was pretty long, so this isn't word for word, but this is true. <laughs> it's true, though, <laughs> um, because it was on Facebook. Just kidding. But no. Um, so the, the CEO, most reliable news source there is. <laughs> they made round dance songs about it. So just it must be legit. <laughs> But um, anyway, uh, so basically the CEO and the owner, I don't remember the dude's name, but um, he's in Oregon and he wants to build this huge building 
um, I think it's a casino, but it's going to be taking like millions of dollars. I think it's a $20 million um, from tribal casinos and tribal, um, yeah, I believe it's just casinos, tribal casinos um, every year to establish his entity that he is about to start. Um, but you can look into more details if you just put in Dutch Bros um, on Google and I'm I really can't remember the guy's name, um, but he's establishing a casino and basically he's taking millions and millions of tribal dollars to do it. So um, that's just what they said on the street. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't support Dutch bros after you read. After you read the, um, the, 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 the word, I'm going to send it to him. <laughs> I've been talking too much because I'm just blanking on stuff now. I'm going to try to send you the, um, the link. But yeah, okay. just know that the CEO is trying. It, it's white capitalism, period. Yes. And now they're coming for tribal do- dollars in order to establish um, what they want to establish. Um, but I've been saying this from day one, support your tribal communities. If you have business, businesses in your tribal communities, support them because it actually goes back into your tribal communities. Even if they don't physically provide certain things for your community, whether it's material things, you're feeding native families, you are establishing careers and opportunities. So um, for those of you in Lapway, I always try to, actually, I don't think I really go to Dutch Bros anymore when I'm there. Um, I try to stick with Black Bison when they're open. So um, support your local businesses. That's all I'm going to say. Tribally owned. Yeah, well, let me stop say, talking. Good luck, we can get out of here. Because uh, Dutch Bros <laughs> definitely does have some claws. Uh, a massive, you know, which I don't, I don't get because I I just don't go there yet. Um, it's not for me to get, you know, it's not for me mm-hmm. to understand. Um, and yeah, just real quick, seeing exactly what you're talking about. Uh, it looks like a billionaire co-founder of Dutch Bros guy Travis. Bozmer. Say his name. And I'm going to say that in that form for sure. Say his Uh, name. So (laughs) you can't cancel him. Um, You know how white people be trying to slay that? Say their name. Oh my gosh. Talk about appropriation. (laughs) Just like the. Anyway, but yeah, say his name, motherfucker. Say his name. Yeah. But a proposal for 225 betting terminals at the Flying Lark, a destination resort uh, that he wants to open uh, uh, the ground pass horse track uh yeah and so yeah this will affect um oregon's nine indigenous tribes um saying that uh yeah just like what you're saying that it, it'll uh a lot of competition uh 20 million dollars a year mm-hmm. um yeah so the tribes say that the state's officials including the governor kate brown aren't honoring the state's historical commitment to protect tribes and limit gambling competition um wow Wow, wow, wow. And I'm just throwing it out there because I know there are a lot of people that do go to Dutch. Mm-hmm. And um, don't go no more. <laughs> yeah. Don't up. go until this pro- And it's not even about don't go until this project isn't surpassed. It's don't go because he took this initiative to do this and sees no harm in hurting indigenous or taking money out of our indigenous or native people's pockets. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean... For all of those that do work at the casino, you know, taking money from that casino means you're taking food out of those native natives mouths. You know what I mean? Like there's so think about our employees, how many people work there, you know, and how much that supports their families. And that's exactly what they're doing. And I feel like that's the thing, too, is sometimes you can say, Michaela, well, you're being dramatic. No, it's simple. Like, think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that I've been called dramatic, but hey. I wish it would go ahead and call me dramatic and <laughs> we'll Sounds give like you a your challenge. spotlight. 
Um, but yeah, and it, it's just that it is what it is. Anyway, I'm gonna stop talking because I feel like I've been talking for a minute, I'm getting hungry. So uh, you you've been talking for too much. Uh, two hours and two. All minutes. right, Kellen, you're not point. helping me. Uh, <laughs> He's like, shut least, up. We <laughs> have been talking go. for that long at this point. Uh, so again, thank you all so much for listening. Um, why don't you hit us with the outro? Thank everybody for tuning in today. As always, it's a pleasure to be here with my crew, simply talking our Black Native talk like we do. There's a whole lot more for us to discuss, though, so stay locked in. You can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com, and feel free to send in any topics, questions, or small business shout-outs to our socials, and you might just hear us discuss it on air. Our IG handle is at quantumtheorypod, and you can also find us on facebook.com backslash quantumtheory. So be kind to yourself out there. Know that you're a boss and drink plenty of water. Kotskiyapihechnu. See you next time. <laughs>